I was spending, you know, credit card and all sorts of stuff. And I know how desperate I was because I just did my tax and I can see the actual point where I got to my lowest and I had a dollar ninety in the bank. And I ended up saying to my son, Bailey, who was 10 at the time, because they were really happy for me when I left work and started to be (laughs) present, obviously. But then I had to make something of myself. And at this point where I was at my lowest point, I said to Bailey, I think mummy has to go back to work. I just can't get this happening. And I just remember it so vividly is that um, I know I can see it now. He turned around to me and he said, with the most disappointed look on his face, and he said, but you said anything was possible. So how do you determine what success looks like to you? Do you base it on the results and outcomes or on what you've learned along the way? You see, society has conditioned us to tie success to an outcome. But the truth is, Failure is an essential part of success. The faster you fail, the faster you will succeed. So the real question is, how can we redefine our relationship with not just failure, but with success as well? Join us to find the answers that will allow you to live a life that's true to yourself and find the clarity you need to make that life a reality. I'm your host, King Lau, and you're listening to the Plan to Fail podcast. What is going on, everybody? It's King here, and welcome back to the Plan to Fail podcast. I have to admit that I almost didn't release an episode for this week, or I almost planned not to release an episode uh, this coming week. But since you're listening to this, this means that I have decided to put something together. But uh, the reason really is, is that uh, I'm based in Vancouver, and some of you know that who've been following me, and... uh, where I'm from right now, we're in the middle of a week-long heat wave, and I think we've hit a high of like 42, 43 degrees, and in the grand scheme of things, I know that some places in the world might be hotter, but for Vancouver, BC, and Canada, um, it's quite high, and as a result, I've been just melting and haven't really had a lot of headspace or energy um, to really do much, for that matter, and... Uh, t- on top of that, I ju- I'm still in the process of recovering from food poisoning, so least to say that it's been quite the gong show. Uh, so this week I actually wanted to uh, release um, an interview I did for the BYOB Summit. I feel like I haven't released one of those in a while, and uh, instead of just you know BSing some content just to put up online, um, I really want to make sure that when I am recording those solo episodes, I'm 100% present. Uh, so today I actually wanted to share with you guys an um, an interview I did with Liz Dingle, who was a speaker on the summit, um, on the topic of overcoming your limiting beliefs. And I think that uh, this, I've learned so much out of this interview, and I know you will too, um, just to learn about how Liz, um, when she shares her story on how she overcame her limiting beliefs to break through that glass ceiling to the next level, um, she gives a lot of insight on how you can do it too. And like it or not, a lot of things we do or we think we can't do is on us. Our biggest limitations is on our thoughts, our beliefs, and pretty much us in general. And it's so important for us to break those limiting beliefs in order to get to that next level. So I really hope you enjoy the interview I did with Liz. She drops so many nuggets and gems uh, for you to take away. And I know that you're going to take away a lot from it because I've learned so much from Liz and it was... Um, an honor to have her on the summit and I would love to share um, her story and her message with you guys here on the Plan to Fail podcast. So without further ado, 
Here's Liz Dingle. So how do you get over yourself? Do you ever question the rules society imposes on us? The rules that we were taught growing up in a society that we didn't even get a choice to be born into. A lot of these limiting beliefs that society imposes on us, we never even think twice about it. They're so deeply ingrained in us that we never question that they are beliefs. So I encourage you, start questioning everything you know about the world around you. Everything you know about yourself, your identity, the, your relationship with others, all of that is based on a foundation of living, limiting beliefs that society has imposed on all of us. So today we have a guest that will help you understand what limiting beliefs are and how you can start breaking through those glass ceilings. So are you ready to level up? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Be Your Own Boss Summit or BYOB for short, where I'm asking expert entrepreneurs from various backgrounds about what it takes for you to become the boss of your business and not let your business become the boss of you. I'm here today with Liz Dingle, the founder of Executive Excellence Coaching, through which she has quickly made a name for herself as a results-driven executive coach for both entrepreneurs and C-suite executives. With her authentic honest and personalized style, Liz's business shot to success within the first year of operation in the midst of a global pandemic. Her structured program is internationally recognized and provides the most powerful and up-to-date strategy on mindset, growth, and human potential available worldwide. Her passion is to empower entrepreneurs and senior executives to create the life they truly want by overcoming their own limiting beliefs and circumstances. Today, Liz has studied the secrets to success for over a decade and is on a mission to re-educate the world on the power of realizing your unlimited potential, which lies just beyond your own self-imposed boundaries. Liz, I really wanna thank you for taking the time and being on the summit. Honestly, I've been so inspired by your journey from leaving your corporate job to building up your own business as an executive coach. More importantly, the fact that you had to break your own limiting beliefs to be able to achieve the success you have today. But since I don't feel like I do it justice to tell our audience about the vast amount of experience you have, would you like to share with them a little bit more about your background and how you got here? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thanks, King. It's great to be here. Um, so really, um, my journey to here, to be with you, I guess, started just about 20 months ago when I decided to leave my corporate job. Um, I'm a single parent. I've got two boys who are at primary school and I had been doing corporate marketing for mm. corporate retail marketing for 20 years. And um, after I separated, I realised that I didn't want to be the single mother who was always working and never there to do the drop-offs and pick-ups for my boys. I wasn't present. I was always on my emails and I, I just felt like I was working all the time. And I also got to the point where I didn't feel like my work was meaningful anymore. I was doing, I was selling menswear. I was doing marketing for a menswear brand at the time. And even though I was passionate about that business and 
the owners and what their passions were, I wasn't actually doing anything meaningful for anybody else and I right. wanted to add more meaning. So I decided to leave uh, corporate and I walked away from it at a point where I couldn't afford to walk away from it. Um, I, I had nothing else to go to, and uh, but I was just sort of empty. I, I felt yeah. like I had given everything to my jobs in 20 years, but when I walked away, it felt empty, like I was walking away empty and um, I just had to have a break. And so everybody thought I was going to go back into um, a bit, another big corporate role and they were sort of waiting for me to do something and I wasn't <laughs> doing anything and I started saying, no, I'm not going back. And they're like, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know yet. I just I just need some time because I really needed right. to recover. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if it's the same in uh, America, but in Australia, retail can be a really um, quite aggressive sort of industry where you can give your heart and soul to it and you end up, you know, feeling like you've been completely depleted. So I had yeah. sort of 20 years of that. Um, and so as I was recovering, I also, re I realized a few things. And what I realized was that the last sort of eight to nine years, I had been completely obsessed with personal professional development, um, for myself. It was a personal thing. And I had, that's all I did. I didn't watch telly. I didn't listen to news. I didn't, I didn't really, like, I was always listening to some things, whether it was, you know, TED talks or, um, audio books or YouTube or doing a small course about myself, all these right. things. Um, but I thought that was just something I was doing for me. But after right. I just created this space around myself and waited to sort of get some inspiration about what I was going to do, um, I started to realize that I actually had been training myself for all these years and I had all this knowledge about personal and professional development and I now really just wanted to go out and share it with everybody right. um, so that they could do what I had been able to do um, through coming through out of my sort of limiting beliefs and things like that. Right. So that was really where the journey started um, and then the, the product or the, the program that I decided to run with was called Thinking to Results, which is a Canadian product. And that, that was just me opening up and saying, well, what am I going to teach? How am I going to teach? And this dropped right. in and I looked at it and I went for it. And so that's wow. sort of where it all started. No, it's amazing. I think the journey, especially being a single mother, having to you know, kind of break, I think limiting beliefs is also like the expectation of others too. And I think that having to go through where everybody expected you to go back to a corporate job and you're like, I just can't go back to it. Suck the soul on me. And it, it, it is the same here um, over in North America. I think it's just, that's why even with the summit, we're really focusing on conscious business, conscious capitalism, right? How do you build a business that benefits everybody? Because I mean, like a lot of the times it's just like the old way of doing business. Like they, they see them. Yeah. You, you, you dedicate 20 years to a company and you walk away. You're like, what impact did I make? You know, like, what did it get out of? Like what, it doesn't even have to be money. Right. But it's like what walking away, like, what did I feel like I spent my last 20 years and time is like our most valuable asset. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely really hard to kind of jump out of it. But like, you know, going through your journey, I really want to uh, highlight first, like, where were you began, like, where were you before you began your entrepreneur journey? Like, what were the limiting beliefs that held you back from progressing initially? Uh, well, there were so many, and I didn't realize it at the time, I actually thought I'd come quite far, which I had in that eight years, but I'd never really had a coach that had all been that yeah. had all been a journey by myself. I never realized the value of having two people working on me, you know, not just one. <laughs> And, um, and so I actually decided, I ended up doing this thinking to results program myself. And then I decided I was going to become a consultant and teach it because 
it was it just felt like a simple set step-by-step process to take you on a quantum leap in your results it really right. explained things that dumbed things down and I felt like I could get it um so I very then after sort of two months of not doing anything I became a consultant and all of a sudden I was a business owner and um and a coach two things I'd never been <laughs> and so um I'd always been known as a marketing person in corporate right. You know, and that, that was my identity. That was my self-image. And all of a sudden I had to create a new self-image, which was, you know, business owner and coach. And I went into that very naive. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but it was absolutely the right thing to do right. now that I look back. And I'm so glad I was naive because I might not have done it had I not known, right. had I known more about what the journey was going to be like. But, yeah. um, and so as you can imagine, all of a sudden, all of these limiting beliefs started to come up because I had to start selling myself and as a coach. And I'd never had to sell myself before. And in fact, because I was always in client side in corporate, right. I didn't even have to sell any product, you know. I did have yeah. to sort of uh, present to senior management and things like that, but I never really had to sell anything. So the biggest shock and limiting belief for me, I guess, was that I, I couldn't sell. And, and I had this belief that I can't, I, I can't sell. I don't know how to sell. This is not my strength. This is my weakness. And so for the first five to six months, I did not have one single client. I could not get a client. And I just kept fighting up against this, you know, fear, lack of confidence, um, lack of structure and process around just, being right. able to bring people on, along for my journey. Yeah. And I wasn't getting any money um, and my I was spending, you know, credit card and all sorts of stuff and I know how desperate I was because I just did my tax and I can see the actual point where I got to my lowest and I had $1.90 mm. in the bank. Wow. And I ended up saying to my son, Bailey, who was 10 at the time, because they were really happy for me when I left work and started to be <laughs> present obviously but then I had to make something of myself and at this point where I was at my lowest point I said to Bailey I think mummy has to go back to work I just can't get this happening and I just remember it so vividly is that um, I know I can see it now he turned around to me and he said with the most disappointed look on his face and he said but you said anything was possible and I was just like (laughs) Uh, so I was in that really struck me and it had to like that came from the universe I'm 100% positive that that was just being channeled through Bailey because it was absolutely the thing that I needed to hear at that point because basically what it meant was um, I could either go back to marketing and I knew I could get a big job and I'd pay be paid well there and and do that and, and then I'd be a responsible mother earning money for my children and being able to right. support them. Or I could keep going down this road where I had absolutely nothing. And I was too frightened to tell my family because I knew they'd tell me to go back. So I couldn't really ask them for money. Right. Um, and so I was doing all this very much on my own. And anyway, that was the point where I put a line in the sand. And this is why it's so important, especially for people um, in Be Your Own Boss. There, ha- there will come a point where you have to put a line in the sand and decide that you're going to do something no matter what is happening on the outside of you and you have to let go of it. And it's the ones that let go of it and keep moving through that actually create success and it's the ones that just get caught up in the environment that don't. And so I just put a line in the sand and I just said, okay, I'm not going to let Bailey think that 
nothing's, you know, things aren't possible. So we're going to keep doing this and I'm just going to keep going. And if I'm a failure as a coach and if I'm not going to be a coach, well, so be it. And if it has to get worse and we, you know, get into real trouble, then that's where we're going. And um, and I just said, bring it on. And then it was really interesting because when you actually put a line in the sand, something changes, like your energy changes, you become super focused and, and it's almost like you've just told the universe that there's no plan B, so just get rid of it. I don't need plan B anymore. And and I all of a sudden I got my first client. Wow. And it was really strange how it happened as well. Um, it's my next door neighbor. It was my next door neighbor basically became my first client, and he was not my ideal client. He was not corporate, executive, C-suite, whatever, but he had lost his wife in the February of um, 2019 and he was really struggling. He was from the army um, originally and he was really struggling. And one day just after I'd put this line in the sand and said, I'm going to keep going, Bailey accidentally kicked the footy over his fence and I said, I'll just go run around and get it off um off him and then he came back with the footy walking with Bailey to my house and he knew that I'd left work and was sort of looking at doing coaching and stuff right and he said to me I've been thinking um can you come and talk to me about your coaching because I think I need some help and this is what happens things happen when you really line up with who you are you don't have to do a lot of work to get these real surprising outcomes and so I went over and I spoke to him because I you know, I needed the money. He needed support at that point right. and he refused to go to psychologists. And I spent the next three months just coaching him. So I'd go to his house for two hours every week um, and it was a six-month program. And um, and the thing that re- the next point along this journey that really made me realise I was on the right path was after three months of coaching him, um, mm. we sat down and I said, how's it all going? You know, have you felt? And I've seen massive changes in him because he was moving into serious depression and not leaving his house right. and things like that. Right. And he said to me, I wouldn't be here if we didn't do this. Mm. And okay. so that wow. was like, I mean, that was really impactful for me because I realised that I have this ability to, to help people yeah. in this way. But it just made me realise that this is why you have to get out of your own way. You know, this right. is why you have to stop buying into all of the external environment and, you yeah. know, COVID and um, money and time and responsibility and just and people just hold this part of them, this their potential. Right. They hold it back and because of these outer things and when they actually allow their potential to come out, which I think a lot of your people at this um, summit are doing, yeah. They line up with who they are and they start creating much bigger impacts. So all of a sudden I went from, you know, impacting the helping out a business to sell product to actually right. potentially saving someone's life, you know. Right. And yeah. And that's how that's how that's why I'm so passionate, I guess, about what I do. You no, know, for sure. And I think that it's so amazing because there's so much of your story that resonates with me. You're like for when I left, I was known as a finance guy for the last four years. And leaving that identity was hard. You know I mean, like I actually went into a spiral, like I wouldn't call it depression, but I went into more of a depressed state and like borderline, like with like anxiety, with a lot of anxiety when I first left and just kind of hearing you break through it because it's true when I try to control everything, like nothing, I, I would just be more anxious. And when I really dedicated myself to creating the summit, you know, to really going down this path, 
um, and focus on it, no matter not knowing where the money is going to come from, because it's a free event. Right? I mean, like even for me, I, I totally get where you're coming from, where I was in a situation where it made no logical sense to go forward with the summit. It made no financial sense to go for it. But some part of me felt like this was the right way because I wanted to build a solid foundation. I wanted to build something that could actually help people other than just focusing on making money and uh, to give context to the audience. Before that, I was trying to do e-com. I was thought like, I just need a bridge so I can make some money to figure out what the next steps were. And during those two months of me focusing on that e-com business, I just got more and more anxious. I mean, because I was just focusing, I was so focused on the money. And just kind of hearing you how like you had that first breakthrough, it's I, I kind of draw it parallel to my experience of like, once I committed to something, I had no idea. I'm a nobody online. You know, I'm still kind of build my my reputation online, my my voice, you know what I mean? Who I am, my authority, right? As, as, as a, uh, I guess, an industry expert of some sort. And I'm still kind of, I was still trying to figure out which industry did I even want to be an expert in. But like, mm-hmm. as I kind of reached out and that's when I, I got connected with Lynn. Right. And that was no way like I was just going to get her as a speaker. And next thing you know, we clicked really well. And, and, and she introduced me to some of her business partners. Then I was like, I need more speakers because by the end of January, I believe I only had 16 speakers. And then I just sent out a blast to like all our existing speakers. And Lynn just started me, introduced me to you, introduced me to like Edward, introduced us to a lot of other people in her circle. And next thing you know, I have like over 30 speakers. And I think that was my like, oh my gosh, I, I believe I'm going the right way. And I mean, yeah. just having a lot of like, different people just say like, you're going on the right path. I had someone like Adam Roa and he's not per se like religious, but he's spiritual. So someone from that to the other range where I have a Jewish rabbi who has agreed to speak on the summit. And it was like, yeah, you're going down the right path. So, I mean, for me, like, like these, I kind of take it as like you signs of the universe where I'm like, just keep pushing. Like, I mean, these are the, the, the little points where when you have doubts, you remember like all these people that are, have made it, that have um, a certain um, belief in their intuition um, are telling me, um, to keep going forward. And I think with that, it's, it's so inspiring kind of hearing you, how you broke through it and really touching too. You know what I mean? I think that's to kind of bring in like, like what, um, like having, thinking about Bailey and not wanting him to kind of see the world, um, limit, like limiting his, what's possible in his world. I think it's so important for everybody. You know what I mean? If you do it yourself, you're going to only go so far. But if you have somebody else around you that you care about, that's when you're going to, yeah, like you said, draw the line in the sand and just go for it. And the moment I drew line in the sand, I'm like, I'm going to do this summit. I have no idea where it's going to end. Um, that's when things really opened up for me. And I'm still kind of going through this path. And I've been very transparent about this journey because I know how hard it is to start up. I think Liz is really the first person to agree with me on this point. Um, but kind of moving on, I was like, I know your big first epiphany was, um, really when, uh, when, when that first client, you know what I mean? When you realize you really helped someone, that was that first, like you broke that, the biggest, the first limiting belief of like, I can do this. I am providing something of value. So I guess like, like how do you make sure you don't slip back into the old beliefs? Because I think that's something that also comes from personal experience where you have a breakthrough, but I think even before, um, before this call, we were talking about, um, um, we're talking about, you know, you have your good days, you have your bad days, but when you're going through the daily grind, the daily motions, you know, you, it still feels like you're waking up to the same reality. You have that epiphany moment of what's possible, but then yeah. when you kind of continue pushing, you're going to there, there is a chance to slip back into that old belief of like, Oh, can I do this? Like, am I still going the right way? So yeah, would really love for you to share that experience. Yeah. So I did, I did step back, you know, I still, after um, I got that client in November, I still didn't have a client you know, in the end of January. So I still only had one client and that was getting, I was getting desperate. Um, And so I still had all these limiting beliefs because I was quite terrified about being on LinkedIn 
because I was known on LinkedIn by all my peers as a marketer and I had to all of a sudden be out there talking about coaching and what I really believed in, which right. are, you know, some, some, it's hard for some people to take on what, what I talk about. And yeah. so I, I avoided LinkedIn, even though that all of my clients were in that platform, I avoided right. it mostly. And, um, and I had all these marketing experts coming to me and I, and I had this limiting belief about the fact that I knew marketing and I'd been in marketing for 20 years and that I should be able to do it myself. But I didn't, I wasn't getting any clients. There was no, there was no sort of funnel that was getting me to right. them. So I actually had this moment where I realized, oh my God, you know, my limiting belief is that I'm not allowing any experts to help me. Right. Because I think that I'm in, and I spent my whole time in my 20 years, you know, constantly saying no to people like that were trying to get our business. And so I right. went into this same habit. And so I made a decision that I was going to change that limiting belief and I was going to actually be open and talk to anybody that presented themselves to me. And even right. if I thought they were dodgy or whatever it was, I just <laughs> said, I'm just going to talk to everyone. Right. Um, and so I did. I started talking to um market LinkedIn experts and all of a sudden I realized actually they're not just trying to take my money these people are really passionate about what they do and they want to help me and they want to come on my journey and so I ended up getting you know well over the last year I got three experts around me that helped me incredibly um, to create a funnel that was just bringing people into my wow. funnel so um, so I had another client I got one client on LinkedIn in February that was my first um, sort of LinkedIn client. And then pretty much COVID was hit around right. that time. And, and that became another opportunity for a limiting belief as well. So all of a sudden, everyone was talking about it. It was doom and gloom. Things were happening really fast. And I made a decision at that point, and it's really important about the decisions you make as you go on your journey. I made a decision I wasn't going to buy into the COVID talk I wasn't going to watch the news right. I wasn't going to listen to anyone um, right. my whole affirmation became COVID is the best thing that ever happened to my business and if <laughs> anyone tried to talk to me about COVID I would be like COVID is the best thing that's ever happened to my business yes. this is perfect and I just even though it didn't look like that on the outside at that point in time I didn't care I was just reaffirming reaffirming that COVID was fantastic and in the end you know, COVID has made so many senior executives reevaluate their priorities and their values yeah. and and search for something deeper that it has actually been the best thing that ever happened to my business. So yeah. by doing these two things, by become by becoming seriously focused on this idea that COVID was the best thing that ever happened to my business and by opening up to marketing experts so I could create a funnel and really get um, some knowledge around LinkedIn. Right. Um, I started to create this funnel where people just started dropping into it. And uh, I think it was April where I got like a, I got like six people all of a sudden coming in. And then I was just working through all this and, um, and, you know, the first, you know, the first of January, I only had one client. And by the end of, De by December of last year, I had 30 senior high ticket, incredible clients in my network and these wow. 30 people you know I created something that they absolutely love and and has massive meaning for them and right. I created exactly what I wanted to right. create just by changing those limiting beliefs but one other one was 
part of my funnel became masterclasses. So I decided, you know, web- right. webinars or masterclasses, whatever you want to call them. And um, so I was going along really well by getting people into my funnel through LinkedIn. But I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to sort of get myself out there a bit more. And one of my limiting beliefs was talking in front of, you know, large audiences and things like that. So I thought I'm going to make myself do this masterclass. And all of a sudden this awesome woman from Ireland came into, you know, my life and she was like, she does masterclasses. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use her. So she became my my sort of manager and she just threw me into it. And I ended up doing masterclasses as well. And in my first two masterclasses, I made $100,000 masterclasses. And I was like, I had, I had stumbled on this amazing sort of marketing strategy that was really cost-effective. And all of a sudden I was in a very different position. So it was, those sort of three things that really wow. turned things around for me. That's amazing. And I think that like, I totally agree with the COVID thing. I think that's something that I've had friends who spiraled because they were like on Reddit or on whatever platforms. And for me, I, I, it's funny that uh, you held that belief because that was exactly the belief I held. Um, I mean, like it really affected my practice and finance. It made me have to pivot and I have never been so broke in my life in the, in, in recent history, but I, till this day, I still feel like it's the best thing that happened to me because it pushed me out of that industry an industry that I'll be the first to admit. I didn't have the guts to leave. I wanted to leave for a long time and not until I was like, well, there's really no reason for me to stay. I mean, I have nothing to lose because if I was making money, if I was comfortable, then, you know what I mean? Like it's much harder to make that jump because like, I'm still seeing success in what I was doing in finance as, as a financial advisor. But the moment it kind of took that, that away, I was like, okay. And I knew that's why I wasn't passionate in it because once the money was gone, I was like, okay, I, you know, I have nothing to lose. I can actually try something else. So you know, like super courageous. And I, it's actually so inspiring for me. And I'm sure for the audience to see, you I mean like January one and the moment you're willing to challenge it. And I think that's why, um, you know I mean? Like we were able to attract you to speak at the summit because it all starts with being aware and being conscious. And that's why I really want the audience to understand is, I mean, like we all have limiting beliefs and something that's really helped me push me forward my whole life is always question, right? If something was told to me, this is the way it is. I was like, why? That's why math never made sense to me because the schools sucked at explaining why the equations had to go, go a certain way. But then why I was in finance was because the moment you put some practical use screw that math and you put a dollar sign in front of it or a percentage i'm like oh i can do that mental math and it's so funny that when i kind of learned that and how my brain just shifted like i would suck at algebra because you know i mean like a lot of the times they would explain it would be like you just have to do it um but like that's why it's always good to question and understand and push Mm -hmm. yourself because once you have that first breakthrough like what liz had um then that's when you 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 know you start you start you you start um understanding and realizing oh if i can break this one then what about the next one? And this is so cool seeing you like breaking that, um, that, that, that the limiting belief of you can't speak on stage. You can't speak in front of large mm-hmm. groups of people, I should say. And once you broke that, you made $100,000 in your first two master classes. It kind of stacks on. And then you're like, okay, what's the next thing I can challenge? What's the next thing I can yeah. do? So um, I guess like, would you say that is the way you keep pushing forward and continuing to break new limiting beliefs then? Yeah, well, you've got to understand that so before I did those, the first masterclass, I was in what we call, what I call, we call in my program a terror barrier. Like I was right. so terrified because I'd had a lot of people had um, booked to come and I wasn't expecting so many. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Um, I think it was like 116 people came to wow. my first one or something. And 
Um, but I, and I was so nervous that I typed up all my notes, exactly what I was going to say. And then my friend just rang me, one of my closest friends rang me and said, why don't you just practice it on me? Do it for me. And so we did, we got on a zoom and I did it and she knew me and she'd actually, I'd taken her through this course and everything. And she said, it's no good Liz. And I was like, I know, I know, because I wasn't being authentic. I was no. trying to be the, you know, the knower of all and um, make sure that I wasn't going to embarrass myself and all this sort of stuff. And so I had to actually rip up my notes at that point and just back myself. And that was wow. really terrifying for me because it was the first time I'd ever gone, you know what, I actually know my own story. I don't have to read it. <laughs> but a lot of people can't, you, you get so blocked up by this um, feeling of what are people going to think about me that you just lose all your authenticity. And so the one thing I wanted to be when I went on that masterclass was authentic. I just wanted, that's that's what, what I would say is one of the greatest sort of avenues to success is to be your own authentic self. And so when I got, I actually, my, I say to my, I used to say to my friend, my skin feels like it's crawling. I can't do this, <laughs> you know, things like that. And she'd, she'd say, you know, just keep going. And I had this thing on my desk that said, just take one step today if that's all you can take. Just take one tiny step. And I kept reading it. Um, and it sounds ridiculous now because I love getting on and doing my masterclass. I've done five. I'm up to my sixth one next month. But it was something I really had to get over because what limiting beliefs do is they keep you small. They keep you locked within your boundaries. But you're the only one keeping you there. So your limiting beliefs are excuses, basically. And it's really hard to take that on, but everything that's keeping you from your potential is an excuse to why you won't allow yourself to be your true potential. Right. No, I think for me, like how I kind of draw comparisons, like when I started my podcast, when I did my first one, even for these, like for the people watching, like you'll never know which one is the first interview because we, it, it's not like in chronological order, but like the first ones, I was terrified. I was petrified. I looked like I was a statue. You know what I mean? And I had like, I was reading question off question. You know, now I have a guideline, right? But you know, I go, I can see myself improving and going with the flow, but it has, you got to take that first step. And the first one's never going to, you know, it's never going to be perfect. Even now it's never perfect. But you know what I mean? Like the first one, I'm so glad I did it because Hey, even though it didn't feel like I was hundred percent me, even though it felt like I wasn't, I wasn't really going with the flow of the conversation. I was just asking question after question. It's the fact I did it. And after the first one, then you do the second one. And now yeah. I feel like, you know, I have a guideline of which direction I want to take the conversation, but you know I mean? Depending on the responses, I'm, you know, I'm more able to respond to it. And it wasn't because I didn't have that ability before. You know what I mean? It was more like I was like so nervous and I was just doubted myself. I just had the belief that my brain would freeze every time in the middle of this, that I'm like, how should I go? And I would overthink yeah. it. And I think that um, just, just go out and do it. And I think it's just super cool, like how you were able to break it. And I just, that's why really in the this first half of um, our interview, I really wanted you to share those experiences because so many people um, are held back because of the fear of what other people think. And, mm. and I think something that Gary Vee said re very recently uh, was like most people get stuck in high school. The older you get, the more you care about what other people think. Like we need to yeah. embrace that inner child again, where you can go around, throw things around. I don't, I don't mean like don't actually throw things around, but like you know, just be yourself and just like you know. For me, it's just like always challenging myself. Like if I were to go to the mall and like dance like a crazy person, I mean like why is that holding me back, right? And just take mm -hmm. small steps and be honest with yourself. 
But um, Liz, just to really wrap up this first half of our conversation, um, something I've been really asking all our speakers is um, the failure question. And I know a lot of people don't see failures and I know you're the first one to would admit that failures aren't really failures, right? It's just another step for you and a learning experience for your mm -hmm. success. So, but um, what is in the past, like your most memorable failure or mistake? What lesson did you learn from that? And how did that lesson actually contribute to your success today? Definitely, um, I would say to you giving up, like having, having right. given up when I've done other things in the past. So going down a path and then it not working out like I wanted it to and then giving up. So I love it when Bob Proctor says you only fail when you give up. Like if you're still right. going, you're actually being successful. You don't getting to the um, getting the thing that you want isn't the success. That's the reward. The right. success is actually moving progressively towards your goal every single day. And that's the journey that you're on. Once you get there, you've got to pick a new goal. So you're there already and it feels really good and it's amazing, but it's the journey that you go on. So I realised, and that's why I had that thing on my desk, was just take one step today if you don't feel like you can keep going because it was the first time I'd ever got to a really low point of doing something right. and going, I don't care. This is what I'm doing. And, and I think a lot of people don't realise how they give up um, just before they're about to have a breakthrough because it just gets so hard. And, you know, you, you've obviously experiencing this now and it's, you just <laughs> got to keep going down yeah. this path. So the, the, the big advice for me would be um, just don't give up no matter how hard it gets. Perfect. I, I think like beautifully said and I think that yeah it really resonates right now because I I'll, I again I'm like for me to be transparent and authentic with everybody who's watching right like putting this together has been literally the hardest thing I've ever done I've never had like emotionally mentally physically um and yeah the last few days has been the hardest you know trying to get everything together making sure that I mean we do it justice not just for me but for like you and all the other speakers that have been so kind to dedicate their time we want to make sure that you know what everything you put into this, like the offers you've given our audience are not put to waste. And yeah, there are days that you're like, I can't keep going. I'm so exhausted. There's so much to do. And, and this is really, really like at the pinnacle before everything really starts, like the momentum really starts building and you're at the very peak, you're almost there. Yeah. But then as, as you're getting to the peak, it gets steeper and steeper. And yeah. you're at the very end, you're like, I'm there. I'm like, hundred meters away but like this is like the steepest 100 meters ever um and i, I love using hiking as an example because hiking mm -hmm. is one of those things the base you're kind of oh it's nice as you get high closer closer to the peak it's steeper and steeper and i'm mm -hmm. um, just kind of hearing it from you um really means a lot and i know that a lot of people who are watching in the audience um do have that feeling because it's so hard to start to get started is one of the hardest things but then to keep going because a lot mm -hmm. of us are at this stage where you had the guts to get started and, you know, you had the perseverance and the resilience to keep pushing. But at the same time, you're like at the stage where you're like, you know, you have the doubts of like, am I going the right direction? I mean, it doesn't feel right. All my friends or family are telling me to jump ship and do something else. Um, but no, like, I think what Liz says is very important where it's really about when it gets the hardest, you're, you're at the verge of something big. And you know, at this point, when you want to give the most, that's when you have to push the hardest. Mm, absolutely. So Liz, yeah, I just really want to thank you for not being on the summit, not only sharing your expertise, but being so open in sharing your experience um, and your knowledge that comes from you having to break your own limiting beliefs over the last year or two to ultimately reach the success you're having today.
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Plan to Fail. Remember, you can achieve the life you've always wanted. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. And until next time, stay hungry.